Dublin's fair city where the girls are so pretty. I first set my eyes on sweet Molly Malone as she wheeled her wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and muscles alive, alive, oh. Alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, crying cockles and muscles, alive, alive, oh. She was a fishmonger, and sure t'was no wonder, for so were her father and mother before. And they each wheeled their barrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and muscles, alive, alive, oh. Alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, crying cockles and muscles, alive, alive, oh. She died of a fever, and no one could save her, and that was the end of sweet Molly Malone. Now her ghost wheels her barrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and muscles alive, alive, oh. Alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, alive oh, crying cockles and muscles alive, alive, oh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Happy Cheers, everyone. Patrick's Day, everybody. It's Happy not Saint yet, Patrick's but it's Day. Hardy, Happy Hardy, Saint Hardy, Patrick's Day. Yeah. I made us have Cheers, a St. Patrick's Day episode, even though it's the end of season two. They're after me, Lucky Charms. They are after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> have you guys seen the new one where the rainbows come out of his ass? <laughs> Is it no. the unicorn ones? No, it's like the it's rainbows. Like it's a bunch of different color rainbows ones, but they all come out of his butt. Ooh, yeah, butt rainbows. Mm-hmm. Butt rainbows. Butt rainbows. Butt rainbows. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Butt rainbows. Hmm. Hmm. How's everyone been? I'm wonderful. So good. So great. So drunk. Yeah, um, not very. I'm need to get a there, day, guys. I'm just. It's a good day. I'm very red. I have hot. olives in front of me, and I'm eating them. Mm. They don't go with what we're drinking, but does they're... anything? Yes. yes. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, you can pair Sometimes stuff with make things. Sense. Um, um, I just, I think, I feel like we have random cravings, and we just make stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with our drinks, we should do themed snacks, but... I think we should. We'll, we'll get better at this. Eventually. If we could get that one other person that works closes to close on Sundays, we could we could plan for it. We could plan for it. We could plan for it, and we could get questionable accents out of the blue. Yes, we could do that. A hard, a hard art. A dirt, a dirt, a dirt. We could do that, yeah. <laughs> that I, accent I that one. is very... Um, um, popular in in Dublin. I've Happy heard seat. it. Popular. German. Yes. German. 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 We have a I'm German accent in Dublin. You There's say? a lot of Germans. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. They're very happy folk. Those German. Are they good? I don't know. I don't know. But they seem happy. They seem happy. I'm fine with German. They're they were fine. Nice at the time, but I've met them. The city of Xanify Springs. Um, has a sister city in Germany. Ooh. We do. We also have one in Mexico. Mm. I think we also have one in Argentina. Ooh. It's a new one. Argentina. 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 Showing off my my impeccable Latin accent. Oh, um, by the way, this is... Um, oh, the body. The, the blood. blood. Oh, why did I say the blood? <laughs> what the fuck? What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> We're just having a great old We're grand a, time. We're having a gay old time. Okay. All right. One more time. Let's this do it. the body. The blood. The Michelada. A, a podcast. podcast. That was weird. That oh, was weird. Um, this is Paul Ramos, by the way. Paul Ramos. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, um, Peruvian. The, the Peruvian of yes. the bunch. I like your arroz con pollo. <laughs> yes, arroz con pollo is delicious. There's in particular that sauce. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had Peruvian food. I think we talked about this Ooh, before. Oh, it's good. Oh my god. Out. That ahi. But like vegan Peruvian food, what would that be? Um, I mean, that, that, I'm sure they could do it. They no, could. um, actually in Peru, um, a vegan diet is most popular because they can't afford meat. What did we have in San Francisco? What was that? What, what cuisine was that? Uh, Chilean? No, it wasn't Chilean. Remember, we were in the Castro and we just stopped at the random place that has the, the, the thing the stuffed with the arepas. What is that? A Colombian. And is it Colombian? Arepas is Colombian, I'm pretty sure. Arepas. Arepas. The cuisine of Colombia and Venezuela. Venezuela. Mm, so not, Peru. Mm, not Peru. Not Peru. Not Peru. They eat guinea pigs in Peru. I know that. Mm hmm. Because they're from there. Because they're from there. Because they're easy uh, to find. They are. There's a but, lot of them everywhere. I'm but eat, for the I'm most part, they don't have too much mm-hmm. meat in their food. If anything, it's um, if you have any Peruvian here, it's chicken. Why do Americans eat corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, because know. corned beef, um, the that meat is very, very inexpensive, and it feeds a lot of people. Mm. And um, Irish are known for having very large Actually, families. I more specific, white Americans, because... Well, I mean, they when the Irish did come to the United States, they started to Irish make uh, corned, uh, mm, yes, but, corned see, beef a lot. Growing up, every year on St. Patrick's Day, my family would have corned beef and cabbage. I thought it was normal. It's an Irish-American thing, but it's not know. an Irish thing. I was, and then, well, half your family's white. Well, I mean, like your dad's side, yeah. so... But then talking to people at work who are not white, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, you have corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day. And everyone looked at me like I was stupid. Like, they had never heard of that before. And I was like, no. I mean, I've heard of that here, but I... It's a thing. Well, and when I, I asked about it while we were staying there, it said that it's an Irish-American thing because it was inexpensive. I did it once or twice as a vegan, but I had to make my own roast. And it turned out okay. I'm going to try it again this year. Are you going to put McGinnis in it? Because it's vegan now. Did you put Guinness and corned beef and cabbage? No, I've, I've never put. Uh, no, I, I put it in in Irish stew. Oh, mm-hmm. you've never but, put it uh, Guinness in it? No, I've heard it's amazing. No, because no. isn't it supposed to be like a thin broth? It's like a thin, clear. It's well, basically I mean, it's, vegetable soup. It's with still a thin beef. broth. It's just a dark beer. I do when I do an Irish stew. Like if I make an Irish stew and Irish soda bread, mm-hmm. I'll put Guinness in both of those. But I, I've never put it in my no. I just cabbage. have cabbage, potatoes, carrots, and then corned beef. Trying to yeah. think of what That's it. last year I made Irish soda bread in. and then tons of soup. spicy mustard. You have to have mustard with your corned beef. And, and then, then it, that little just packet of seasoning that comes with it. Yeah, and then the next day you make corned beef hash, which is so good. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and corned beef sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know mm. what I recommend? Making any type of, like, chowder with fresh vegetables. That's very Irish. Yes. Oh, I, like I had the chowder. best I like, fucking chowders there. I like getting um, smoked salmon, and I'll make smoked salmon chowder. That one's a good Irish. I just one. remember, like, having chowder on, like, like, some random tour we ended up going on, mm-hmm. and, like, at a bus stop. We had chowder, and it was like the freshest fucking chowder ever. You could taste every vegetable that I was in there. I took my dad to um, uh, a tour as well when we went, mm-hmm. and same thing. We went to some random restaurant, and he had seafood chowder, and it was. He talks about it all the time. He wants to go back to Ireland just for the chowder. <laughs> Don't you know it? The food is amazing. Uh-huh. You know how they say like 
Um, English food is bland. Irish food, quite the opposite. It's amazing. Yeah, I didn't think options? English food was that bland. They actually, I think, just started doing like vegan food tours of Ireland. Mm. So you might be able to find something. Definitely in Dublin, you'll be able to find something. Let's go to Ireland. Let's go. I didn't find English food that bland. I think it's... I mean, it's not... As far as right now, I don't think it, it's... Well, anymore. Say, you can find bland food from any culture. Yes. Like, it just depends who's making it. Yeah. Just like English food, I'm sure there's bland food and there's not bland food. My mom makes like, bland food all the time. There mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> you just need you to mom. know how to season things. You just need to know how to season things. You need to know how to season things. Season things. Get right in the head. Yeah. It's not right. Oh, Bobby went off on the ships. He left me here home to take care of the baby. The bi- The little babe. Died on the Titanic. Working on the Titanic. Oh my god! Season 3, I'm excited for because I remember I want to do a Titanic episode and that would be we'll the month Titanic after episode. we're back from our break. Ooh! Ooh, you know what? I, I just saw the last ship starring Sting. Is he Irish or is that Scottish? What I is think he? Sting I think is he's Irish. He's Irish? So the musical is Irish. The music sounds very Irish, but all the music sounds exactly the same. That's what I was thinking of working on the ships. Oh. All the music. It's like, dun, 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 okay. Dun, 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 dun. On the last. Oh, okay, trip he's, he's English. He's English, but I think he lives in Ireland. So he was putting on an accent? He might have been. Well, <gasps> I mean, if he was from Acting. one of the port towns, he mm. would sound very Irish. They all sounded Irish, though, like very Does Irish. Does he act other than this? Oh, he is. He's from a, like a uh, place where um, there's shipyards and stuff. Yeah, because the, the, the show is based off of his life. Sorry, I'm just thinking of like Sting being on like a... It's like, I'm not going to be on these ships forever. <laughs> I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to make something of myself die. Well, that's basically it. But, but in the show, I think he's supposed to be um, the little girl who's in it, who like runs that away. She doesn't want to live on the shipyard. She wants to be a musician, so she runs off to well, London. Probably. He became a tax exile in Galway in Ireland. Oh. Mm. Ah. <laughs> the puzzle pieces. Anyways, are if you, you don't, if you don't recall, I'm very fond of Irish culture. <laughs> what? What? But you've never said anything about Ireland before. I once lived there for two months. What? But you've always you're so quiet about it. I never tell anyone. You've never about mentioned my dark any secrets to any souls. No, I remember. I remember myself as a young lad when I was in school there, and uh, I went on a tour with my classmates, and the um, tour um, bus driver tried to shoo me away because he thought I was Italian. He's like, this isn't your bus, and I was like, I'm with them. They're like, oh, I thought you were Italian. I didn't know you were American. No Italians on this bus. And I was like, not as far as I live. And as a, a um, mixed race, um, like barely mixed race la- Latino, it's like coffee, but with a lot of cream in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that I looked that ethnic to people. Well, when you're in when Ireland, you're surrounded you by pasty white people. Yeah. Oh. Somebody asked me in Ireland while I was staying there if I was part Chinese. Ooh. Oh. 
And yeah. that was one of the Americans. Well, ooh. okay. And never mind. I was gonna say, if you've never seen a Chinese person, then maybe. But. <laughs> they have Chinese people. Um, I'm just, I'm really confused by all of it. To be frank, maybe he was drunk. I, when we went to Ireland, he was drunk. Um, I had to help someone at the Guinness. Uh, oh, brew house, remember? In, in Spanish, yeah. In Spanish, because they had absolutely no one that spoke Spanish there. They don't even have, like, Spanish guide. Like, How yeah. did they get Spanish. there? Like, if you... I, I assume they took a plane. No, I know, but, like, if you don't speak, like, a lick of English... Well, it's a, it's a big tourist. No, it's, like, know, one of the biggest tourist things. I know, but, like... I don't know, I just feel like if you're gonna go somewhere to prepare for, like, vacation, that you prepare at least a little. Vacation's you don't just go there and assume, I'm not gonna go on vacation, vacation to, like, Japan and just assume that I'll be able to communicate once I get there. No, but I mean, it's a big tourist trap. Oh, yeah, it's a giant tourist trap. But, like, I mean, so I is have to say the Dublin, Parthenon in Rome, but I'm not going to go though there. Though I heard from, because I, well, I did the internship the people I worked with, they told me that they'd never seen, like, a person of a different color until, like, the 90s. Um, I think it's crazy how diverse it is based on how diverse it never was before. Yeah. I mean, because, if you like, you have, like, the every 90s, culture insane. represented almost. If you just walk down Dublin streets and look for restaurants and Dublin stuff, Boulevard. Have, yeah. It's Dublin Boulevard. Mm-hmm. It's Dublin mm-hmm. City Center. I grew up there. Mm-hmm. Off the River Liffey. I would believe that about you, Paul. I was actually born in Ireland. Off the Royal mm-hmm. Canal. Mm-hmm. I was born there. My my parents had me there, and then um we ca- we came to America. Uh huh. His name is young. Paul O'Rourty. Paul O'Rourty. <laughs> the Paul O'Rourty. 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 Alrighty then. Um, I'm part Viking. <laughs> oh, that explains it. Yeah. What are we drinking? Ooh, today we are. That, drinking... I'm sorry. What did I just finish drinking? Oh, are you already done? I'm with done. Yours? Dear Lord. Um, we need to get us like a steel straw company to um, sponsor us, so we can get free I steel straws. A steel straw. You do. Today's episode brought to you by steel straws. Please. Today's episode brought to you by whiskey. Mm. I mean, it's a small Irish thing you can do to change your your waste habits. But I quite like drinking out of a straw. But I'm this whiskey was aged in whiskey barrels in a whiskey factory in a toilet bowl in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking whiskey mules today, made by a leprechaun. <laughs> I'm not that sure in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shorter than you. What would I be? Um, what's small? I'm a, I'm a fae? You're a fae. Tina fae. Oh my god. That just reminded me of something. Okay, so during uh, last week, yeah, it would be last week, when I saw uh-huh. Kinky Boots. Um, <laughs> okay, go on. One of the jokes in it, it's hilarious. Um, so obviously the main character Lola is gay. No, what? And talks about his um, father... Uh, got lung cancer and he goes and he goes it's ironic in the end the fags got him (laughs) because it's in england and cigarettes Uh and this old white woman next to me just goes and then she's just like pouting the entire rest of the show did she not know what kinky boots was and i'm like looking over at her like how dare you be offended 
Yeah, ma'am, I'm gay. This is not offensive. Exactly. Like, I feel like if you're, well, if you grew up with any sort of knowledge of gay culture, you know why they use those that word over there. But, like, and it's not that offensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still offensive, but. It's offensive. It depends who uses it. But if it's a gay person using it in the context of a gay joke, get over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be offended if a black person uses the N-word. That's not how it works, white lady. True. Where is throwing? <laughs> Sophie is throwing this up is gang signs. That's Weezer. No, this is Weezer's the other one. Because they used because they uh, based it off the Van Halen one. Weezer. <laughs> Good. This is a butterfly. Do you guys remember Napoleon Dynamite? Mm-hmm. I do. No, who? Dennis. And that <laughs> woman came through our drive-thru and she was wearing a Wu Tang shirt. And she got it he thought her that, that meant that she liked Wu Tang. Oh, but. Because obviously she's wearing a Wu Tang shirt. Well, I mean. And then he goes over to her and he goes, Wu Tang! Like, like, he like yelled it at her and she was so scared and she looked at him and he went, Wu Tang! <laughs> She had no idea what he was talking about. Why would you wear a Wu-Tang shirt if you had no idea what... Like, I understand people just buy random ass shirts, but shouldn't you be more, like, aware of what you're putting on? No. Like, at least if you're gonna wear a band shirt, like, know who the band is. What if you're accidentally wearing something really offensive? Yeah! What if there was a race war? What if there was a race war? In America? Oh my god. I'm sorry so, that the girl didn't think too much about the shirt she bought it forever. <laughs> so last night well, I should. was um doing Meth. research. Meth. Mm-hmm. By research I meant Meth. I um stumbled across um many uh Wikipedia articles that had nothing to do delicious. with what I was supposed to be um, studying at the time. And they ended up uh looking into the connections between the Manson family and that one um other cult? That one cult that started in downtown LA, the something Krishnas. Uh-huh. Oh, the, the Harry Krishnas. Um, and Manson apparently was like, he started off as a follower of him, and mm-hmm. then he was like, when they realized he was trying to take over, they kicked him out. Mm-hmm. But he got his race war idea from that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, really cool people. For some reason, like, all crazy white people think there's going to be a race war. Mm-hmm. Well, their belief was, like, that the Russians were going to be taking over and then take the side of the, the blacks. And then, um... And then double-cross them. And then, yeah, they were going to double-cross them. And then they, that family, being the smart people, would be hiding out in, in the desert and waiting for them to, like, Can take over. Off? Yeah, and then they would just be ruling the world by themselves. When I hear the blacks, I just think of Donald Trump being like, the blacks love me. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, uh, I don't know if it's a TikTok or a Vine. He's like, look at my African-American. Isn't he wonderful? <laughs> and it's like kid dancing. <laughs> uh, anyways, what a Ireland. Good episode. So far, this is great. I'm having a great time, guys. Well, we covered apartheid Day. and race war. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So everyone wants to say that the Irish are basically like the same thing as um, um, slaves from Africa. They are not because they were also slave owners. 
This was on Twitter this morning, so I'm still riled up. Mm. Oh, okay. One Twitter user is everyone. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, they're basically the same. Nuh-uh. They were still raping, they were raping the slaves just as long, as much as the white owners and stuff. And they worked their way to the top until, like, the point where they forgot that they were also, um, well, a different race. I also Quotations. feel like with, yes, people didn't like Irish people in America, but, like, that went away. No one cares if you're Irish anymore. That does not go away with other minorities. You're like, oh, you're a black person? You don't But get if this you're job. Polish, we don't oh, like you. <laughs> Do we not like Polish people here? I've lived here my whole life, and I thought I'm okay with Polish people. Um, well, there's always been Polish jokes know, for some Natalie. reason, but... Remember that time you were in that play, and you were talking about the Polish people? That was in a play. <laughs> I think you played it, like, so well that you believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I don't... Not that I don't care about Polish people, but, like, I don't have any problems with Polish people. You know who was from Poland? I've had Polish Polish John sausage. John Paul II. Okay. Remember when Sinead O'Connor ripped his picture on Saturday Night Live, and then the next episode after that, Joe Pesci, like, Pesky, Pesci, Pesky, Pesci, Pesci. Joe Pesci. He taped that picture back together, and he's like, "We all good now. Take it back," because he needed to save Saturday Night Live's name, and he was a he was a devout Catholic. He still is. Okay. Also, I mean that. I'm still cool. also <laughs> also he had a part with uh getting the four seasons together so in the, the hotel the f- four seasons not the four season what are they Johnny Valley something Valley Frankie Valley Valen what are we talking about Winona Ryder they have a play the Jersey Boys Oh, he helped get the Jersey Boys together? Yeah, whatever. I think they're the Four Seasons. It was Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. That's you three. Remember. No, that's Four Seasons. That Wait, no, fire? those are that's elements. The twin Master of all four fact, elements. It's like he's... Avatar. It's like... Um, but when the world needed him most, he vanished. Apparently. A hundred years, years later, later, my brother and I found the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. I still haven't seen it. And although... His powers are great. Very <laughs> he has wrong. a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. Yeah. But I believe Aang can save, save the, the world. world. <laughs> I have the entire uh, Joe Pesky. He has Pesci. he has a Pesci. Pesci. <laughs> Pesci. Pesci. <laughs> I keep thinking of like uh, Pescado. Mojado? Yeah. Walter Moscado. Because I assume like his family were fishmongers. Mm. Like um Is that code for prostitute? Molly Malone. Molly Malone. But it's code for Okay, I got a story. I've seen her boobs. I got a story. I got a story. Is it about Molly Malone? No, but it is about a prostitute. It's about Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. The most famous person out of Ireland. The (laughs) most famous Irish person ever. I don't know. The Italian stallion. (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Have you seen that? Alive, alive. He said Richard Gere put a gerbil up his ass. He did. He started that that rumor about... He was the one who started the rumor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when it died, when it finally started to die off, he started it again. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with him? I I caught him the other night in his room. Yeah. Putting the gerbil up his ass. He went to Peru (laughs) just to get one. (laughs) stories so stories oh you know what sorry to interrupt you my uh my mom really wants to listen to this podcast 
And I keep like avoiding the subject and being like, no. But um, today, they, my parents were telling me, because we were talking about the podcast, and they were like, oh, I'm really, we're really proud of Sophie for getting into the podcast because we've noticed how much she's like opened up and talks to people and she's doing so well. We're so proud of Sophie, not their child. Oh, great. That's They're not nice proud thing. of me. That's nice that you guys care so much about Sophie. I quit my life and dedicated it completely to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, go on with your story. Okay, I have a story about the SZA sisters of Dublin. I'm I I'm Irish still. <laughs> the Scissor Sisters of Dublin. This takes place in South in Dublin. Dublin. South what? Dublin. Which is not a a great um place. Mm-hmm. It um I can't um yeah, there's a lot of meth heads there. So like uh Santa Fe Springs. It's it's like here. Basically. Everyone told me to um this this was this is an exact quote by the way. When I first got to Ireland and I started my internship, uh-huh. my um I guess she she was a person who was overseeing me. Your mother. Yes, my mother. Her my mother Sabina from Ireland. She told me, "Oh, Sophie, be careful when you go home. There's a bit of a meth problem here in Dublin." You're like, bitch, I'm from L.A. There's meth everywhere. Do you want some? I have some. <laughs> so, I, bless her heart. She thought bless, I live near the beach. Bless her heart. And she thought, like, I must, like, live bless in a very heart, fancy darty, darty, darty. Uh, area. Because um, to, to them, like, five miles from the, or not five, I don't know. I am from the beach. Not very far. Like, ten miles from the beach doesn't seem far. But um, you, they people don't consider traffic when they come here. Anyways. I'm going to tell you about the Mulhall family of South Dublin, who are also known as the Scissor Sisters. You'll find out why. They're not lesbians, but um, they are a family. Lesbians. Um, let's see. This took place in 2005. Oh, recent. Yes, pretty recent. In fact, I remember while I was there, one of them was up for parole. In, I believe she is now out as of 2018. Oh. So, yeah, it's a, it's pretty it's pretty recent. Anyways, the Mulhalls were a family in South Dublin. There was um, six kids. Oh. Three boys, three girls. Mom and dad. Um, John Mulhall was the dad. About a man named Brady. And what was the mother's name? Man. What was her name? What was then? The mother's name was Kathleen. Kathleen. Mulhall. Um, John was an asshole. He was abusive. Oh. Most of, well, most of that relationship to the point where, um, Kathleen was like, one day, I'm, I'm done with it. To the point where she started seeing somebody else. But they never divorced. In fact, um. She like moved can, this right? this boyfriend in. I don't think so. They were very poor. Oh, like they, they were in the <clears throat> poor part of. of oh, they say because they're very Catholic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they might have been Protestant actually. Oh, oh. in Ireland. Oh. Um, the plot thickens. Well, yeah. Northern Ireland is Protestant. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have they always been? Yeah. Oh wow. That's like the whole thing about yeah. mm. that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's why they fight so much. Is the mm. North is Protestant and the the South is uh, Catholic. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was ba- it basically. Are they okay with divorce? I don't know. Yes, because yes, they, they're that's whole point. founded on that's divorce. The, that's the religion that okay. King Henry VIII. Yeah, if it's technically uh, called the Church okay, of Ireland okay, okay, there, okay, got it, but got it's got Church got of got England. Yeah. So they're okay with the uh, divorce and sucking dick kind. Yeah. Know? Anyways, so she moved in her boyfriend. John the was like, "You just have babies." Yeah. yeah. John was like, "No, I don't want this," and he moved out with uh, some of the younger kids because you know. Um, eventually... Split them up parent trap style. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'm sorry, so the what? Split them up parent trap style. Oh. I, I, I've never heard of the parent trap before. You've never no. heard of the parent trap? I haven't. A movie where these two twins... They're, they, like, reconnected. Their parents, uh, decide to divorce, and so they have twins, and they're like, what do we do? So they separate them, and so they never know that they have a sibling. No, that's so Until weird. they meet that's... one day by fluke at summer camp, and then try to get their parents back together. Mm-mm. Never heard oh, of that. Never, never heard of it. By the way, have I ever told you that I have a twin brother? You do? That I left in the Philippines. Oh. Is his name Pablo? Um, yes. Uh, my parents got divorced and they took and left um, the other one in the Philippines. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you guys just rediscovered each other? We just rediscovered each other. You have you con- I, have a, I have an idea for you. What? How identical are you? Um... We look exactly the same. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing ever. Oh, that's why you look so Peruvian. That's you should switch. Because I'm Filipino. <laughs> you guys, have you considered maybe switching places? Oh, yeah. to win back the love of our parents. To win back the love of your oh parents. And to get God. to know them. You don't know your father. It's amazing. Yeah, great plan. That is amazing. You're write, so smart. Write that down. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Imagine she listens to our podcast. <laughs> I hope you does listen to our podcast. <laughs> Arwen, I hope you listen to this podcast. Mm-mm, okay. Uh, so, um... Please continue. My, <laughs> my seat cover is falling. So, oh, Kathleen, she started a relationship with this dude named Farah. He was a Kenyan immigrant. Oh, okay. Um, He was probably uh, as abusive, if not more, oh. than her husband. It was not a good deal. It wasn't it. She didn't trade up. No. No. In fact, um... He had many relationships with a lot of younger women, and mm. t- but like they all warned Kathleen to get out of that relationship, or he would probably end up killing her. Okay. Um, he uh, had a lot of kids. Like Kathleen did not side. did not move up. Like what? No, the hell, it, um, most I, most if not all of his kids were a product of rape. Like, in fact, there was this one girl that um she had well she had um his kid uh-huh. because he raped her uh, and the poor poor girl um she was a chinese immigrant in ireland she also was a um special needs woman oh my god oh. it's really fucked up this is so this is the kind of unsavory shit he was about anywho so yeah kathleen makes poor decisions but um, she still has a relationship with all of her kids, even though she makes poor decisions. Um, the two daughters that I'm going to be talking about are, go- are uh, named Linda and Charlotte. Linda is the older one. At the time, she was 30. And um, Charlotte was the younger one. And I believe this takes place on her like 23rd birthday. Okay. And it was like two days after St. Patrick's Day. So Kathleen and Farah 
had been on a drinking binge. As you do. Yeah. And your birthday. It, it was, well, it's it was St. Patrick's, uh, Patrick's Day. It was St. Patrick's Day. So basically since St. Patrick's Day, three days on, they've been drinking nonstop. Anyways, Linda and Charlotte, they were hanging out. Linda, um, it, by the way, just got custody back of her kids. Oh, congratulations, Linda. Because she, she's had an alcohol problem and a drug problem, and she just kind of cleaned up her life. Got it. And Charlotte... Celebrate that by getting trashed. Yeah. Charlotte was trying to get Linda to, um, you know, party with her. I mean, it's her birthday. She wants her sister to drink with her. Yeah. Even and, though she's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. And she was just like, I, I bet I could get her to drink if I, you know, if we go around my mom's house. My mom's a big old drunk. Yeah. She'll convince her. So they um, get her to drink with by um, getting their mom involved with the partying. It's a great time. Um, so they're out on the streets partying by the canal. Canal. Channel. Mm-hmm. Canal. There you go. <laughs> and um, it gets to a point where everyone's fucked up. And then Linda's like, I got a little bit of ecstasy. Want to take some ecstasy? I think it was Linda. And she's like, you know what? I have a baby at home that I need to take care of. So my answer is obviously, yes. No, Linda was the one who had the ecstasy. She was the one that had the kids. Oh. So she was like, all right, let's all take some ecstasy. So they take some ecstasy. and It's a great time. It's a great time. But Kathleen is like, don't give any to Farah. I mean, he's already a rowdy drunk. He's rowdier when he's on anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't let him have any. Fuck you, mom. And then, well, um, so they're partying out in the street, and then he sees a, um, a boy that he thinks is Chinese out on the street. He's, like, five, and he's just, like, starts yelling at him. He's like, this, this is my boy. I need to get my boy. I haven't seen my boy in years. Oh, God. Just to a random Chinese child? Yeah, like, he's traumatizing him. And then Kathleen's like, you know what, babe, let's let's take it back to the apartment. Let let go of the kid. And, you know. Stop hassling this like, child? Like, stop hassling this child. So they convince everyone to go back to her apartment to drink. Because he's traumatizing people in the street because he's too wild. Yeah, he's just, like, screaming at small children. Yes. And, um, so they get back. Um, they're tripping out on E. Yep. And then uh, I think Charlotte is like, you know what? I want to be more turned. Let's take more E. Yep. So she takes more E. Everybody takes more E. And then she's like, Farah, you want some E? Let's take some E. Farah doesn't want to be left out. So she's like, hell yeah. Yeah, he takes it. <laughs> but um, so everybody's fucked up at this point. Like super mm-hmm. fucked. I mean, they were already fucked up, but they just keep getting more fucked up. That's it's how a you rowdy- do. Yeah. It's a rowdy ass time. Um, Linda was trying to, like, kind of calm down a little bit more because she's like, this is too rowdy. I'm just going to sit on the couch. Charlotte and um, Kathleen decide they want to make more drinks Uh because they want to keep it going. Yeah. So they go into the kitchen and make more drinks. So that leaves Linda and Farah in the room alone together. This is when he starts making moves on Linda. And she's like, no, get off me. Stop. You're my mom's boyfriend. I don't want that. But then he starts... Basically, like, grabbing her and just trying to pull him into the bedroom with her. Uh-huh. Or pull her into the bedroom with him. And, um, it's getting really violent. So Kathleen is, um, 
they and Charlotte come into the room and they're like, oh, no, stop, stop, leave her alone. Yeah. And then he's like, and Kathleen is basically like, take me instead. I'm here. Oh, God. But she saw something in his eyes where she just basically like envisioned him killing her. Uh-huh. Because she still like had it in her head, like the ex-girlfriends were saying he was going to be the death of you. Uh-huh. And then she's just like, he's going to kill me if he takes me in there. He's She's telling both of her daughters this. Uh-huh. And so, um, basically gesturing that he is going to, like, slit her throat when they get into the room together. Yeah. And she starts begging her daughters to do something. Please kill him. Please stop him. So Linda, without thinking, grabs a pair of scissors from the kitchen drawer and starts stabbing the shit out of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And, like, she slits his throat. I believe she she slits his throat, like, twice. And then Charlotte grabs, like, this teeny-ass fucking knife and starts going at it. They basically, like, stab him all over, and I believe there was some bludgeoning with a hammer. They pull him into the bedroom, and they take care of him for their mother, who... Decides to just watch TV instead of be involved in this. Yeah. Because, um, well, she didn't want to. And also, also, the daughters were like, no, mom, we don't want you to see any of this. Yeah. So they fucking brutalize him. It's bad. They kill him. They finally kind of come to and realize, oh, shit, we've killed him. We need to do something about it. And so they dismember him into nine parts. Okay. I believe they decapitated him. They cut off his penis, cut off the arms, legs, As parts you of do. the torso. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fucking mess. Anyhow, chop him up into small bits with blunt ass knives uh-huh. and scissors in the bathtub. Yeah. And then they Get this, all of his body parts in two bags, and they dump it into the Royal uh, Canal, which was nearby. Uh-huh. And I believe the head and the penis were stuffed into a backpack and buried in a park under a bench somewhere. Okay. And um, weeks kind of go by. Somebody notices that this guy's missing. Oh, no, no, that's not what happened. Uh, Weeks go by, and then they find a random severed leg in the Royal Canal with a sock still on it popping up. Oh, God. That's why you gotta weigh him down. (coughs) Fill the bags with cement. Always come back up. And then when they found that, they started searching the canals and the waterways, and And they they eventually found the torso with um, a t shirt he was wearing. And somebody asked, If you've seen anybody wearing this, can you, like, Identify them. Identify them. By the way, when Farah's body was found, the uh, bits that were um, exposed to the water without any clothing and water and sun, they were basically bleached white, so they thought they were looking for a white guy at first. So that kind of threw people off. Mm -hmm. But when they found, like, the torso that still had the shirt on it, they could clearly tell he was a black man. So then people, somebody pieced it together that knew Farah, and they're like, that's my mate Farah. Like, I haven't seen him in forever. And they obviously (laughs) knew he was with his girlfriend at the time. 
And um, so it was a thing. But because they were able to track it to Kathleen, Kathleen basically confessed Mm -hmm. that her daughters did this. She was like, these hoes. But she had nothing to do with it. What a cunt. Um, yeah. What else happened? I think my mom would take the fall for me. If I'm right yeah, I feel like one. my mom would take the fall for me, too. Yeah. Paul, if you killed someone, would your mom take the fall for you? She would. Yeah. Like, 100%. It's a good mom. Anyways, um... Marianne Williamson It was just kind of an open-shut case for... Uh, she what? dropped out. Marianne Williamson dropped out. I thought she dropped out a long time ago. I have no idea. She just... Uh, well, I know she fired all of her staff. She just issued her official endorsement of Bernie Sanders today. Wow. Because <laughs> of what happened in Nevada. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, what else? Because it was kind of an open shut case as of who did it. Um, they were charged with murder. And Charlotte was a bit more um guilty than Linda. So, uh Charlotte still in prison. Linda, however, um she had multiple suicide attempts while she was in Thought she uh, was obviously feeling guilty and eventually was paroled and uh, was released. She's out. Kathleen, I think, only got five years because she said she didn't have that much to do with it. She just saw it. Uh Uh-huh. Charlotte said otherwise. She said, you're the one who told us to kill him. Way might have been pinned for orchestrating it, but... Um, yeah, but Charlotte's still in prison. In fact, um, she was in the women's prison in Dublin and was photographed making, like, um, like a gesture like she was going to cut some man's throat that was also a prisoner there. Because I guess they have, like, mixed, um, like, ca- um, cafeterias or something. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, um, I burped right now. <laughs> and, uh, they're like, she can't be joking about murder. She's a murderer. And so they sent her down to a prison in Cork. Why? I don't Why know. can't you joke about being a murderer if you're a murderer? It's, it's just not right. What else are you supposed to make jokes about? Right? Um, it's very topical. Well, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, made jokes about being a murderer that cannibalized people. And you, you see how that ended for him. Hilariously. Mm-hmm. He, w- he would make body parts out of his mashed potatoes. People just can't take a joke. Yeah. Learn to take right, a joke. Yeah, but yeah, I stabbed someone. Get over it. Of Dublin. That was beautiful. That was very long. It was long. We're already 43 minutes in. That's okay, because I have a short story. I have oh. a short story, too. Let me okay, run through it really works. quick. Okay. That works. Uh, no. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. Say it as fast as you can. Okay. On the night St. Patrick's Day in March. <laughs> <laughs> My story takes place in 1990. I was born that year. Sophie did it. Uh, this happened in March. Of oh, it didn't. I, I don't even so, think I was conceived Got away this that's, time. That's weird. Natalie, you were, you were the only one who was alive mm. that year. I mm. don't think I was conceived yet because I was a preemie. Oh. Mm. I wouldn't be born for another three years. Oh. Mm, weird. You'll never catch me alive. <laughs> so, the night of St. Patrick's. Um, Heidi? She got tired of my bullshit. Probably. On the night of St. Patrick's Day in 1990, uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. In Boston. Uh, two police officers. Over by the harbor? Over by the harbor. 
They they were going out to get some coffee by the harbor in Boston. Did you see, get the text message? Anyone available to work right now? I did not because it's a uh, probably for a barista shift. Oh. I did not get that either. Who texted? Oh, okay. Oh. He probably just got overwhelmed. Probably. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Good luck at work. Do, 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 do. Um, St. Patrick's Day, 1990. So two officers uh, approached the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, they buzzed the intercom, told security, like, hey, we're here responding to a uh, call, a disturbance call. Uh, let us in. Security guards were like, hey, yeah, of course, come on in. And so they did. And then the two police officers pushed the security guards up against the wall and duct taped their eyes and mouths to it drag them down to the basement, and handcuff them to a pipe and workbench. Is this the plot of Leprechaun? No, isn't that about a murdering Leprechaun? (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it. Yeah, it's about Leprechauns who murder. They're like little monsters. (laughs) Is this the the museum that they they robbed? Yes. Okay, go on. The Leprechaun Museum? I've been there. Yes, the Leprechaun Museum. This story just happens to take place on St. Patrick's Day. But I liked it, so I wanted to tell it. So these two men uh, were not police officers. They were just dressed up like police officers, including fake mustaches. So they went very much through with it. Um, You gotta commit. So they like... It's all about commitment. It's about the commitment. Act like you belong. Mm -hmm. They like wrapped these poor security guards' heads in so much duct tape. And... It's How horrible. Did they breathe? It's so sad. I don't know. That's One what I was of thinking. Them they asphyxiated and died. They did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't actually. They both lived. Oh. So over the next about sixty to seventy minutes, the two men basically just roamed the museum, picking paintings that they felt like stealing. They nice. just picked random paintings. They were like, "I want this one, and this one, and this one." Um, all of them. They took more than a dozen of the art pieces. It didn't say exactly how many. They took three Rembrandts. They f- took five um, Degas. They took a few other really famous paintings. Mm-hmm. The thing is, and that they think that the the robbers didn't really know what they were doing because there were more valuable paintings in the gallery that they just sort of overlooked. Mm-hmm. And they just grabbed stuff that they liked the look of. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Uh, so this was the largest art his, uh, heist in history. And at the time, the art was valued at over about $300 million. In today's money, it's worth about like half a billion dollars. Holy shit. So they got a lot. Of, um, to this day, there have been no breaks in the case. No one has been caught. No one has been arrested. Um, originally, the museum offered $5 million for any information on the case. Mm-hmm. In 2017, they doubled that and were like, hey, like, we're getting desperate now. Fucking 37 years later, we'll offer you $10 million for any information. Uh, At the gallery, in the Dutch room, uh, there are still empty frames that they have hung uh, to represent the missing pieces. Because the museum still expects to recover those. Oh. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. The the thieves, they didn't just steal the paintings either. A couple of them, they cut them out of the frames with knives. So even if they recovered them, they're kind of not worth anything anymore. I don't know why they didn't just take the frames, but they they cut them out. Maybe they were mounted to the wall? Maybe, but still, why would you just... But they only cut some of them out. Maybe they were too big to carry. Um, So evidence that the FBI had at the... Ask Stephen to... 
um, cover his shift tomorrow and ask him to cover your Saturday. Cover his shift tomorrow and then. So the FBI collected um, some evidence that pointed to David Turner, who was a uh, Boston gangster. Um, he was around at the time. He was notorious for doing a bunch of bad shit. In 1992, he was busted for some drug deal or something, and he was put in prison. And he told them, hey, like, give me a lesser sentence, and I'll tell you information about this heist. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing ever came of that. He never actually gave them information. Um, but he would constantly brag about it he told some like reporter he was like my face should be on the book for this heist he was like if they ever did a book about it my face is on it and they'd be like oh why and he'd be like oh you know just oh no no reason in particular yeah um but the the men that they thought were responsible for the heist they just all suddenly died oh yeah um, they were associates of David Turner, but one by one, they just sort of slowly started dying. Uh, so they think that he was just killing them off because he thought they were going to go to the police with information about the heist. Yeah. Um, this one, what was his name? I don't think I wrote it down. Someone who worked for either the FBI or local police, um, said while investigating, he went to the brother of David Turner's apartment and saw the paintings hanging in his apartment. Like, just Rembrandt paintings just hanging there. Why didn't they do anything? And he later remarked, he was like, I had I had seen those paintings before somewhere. I just can't remember where. And then he remembered where. And then he died of cancer. Oh. <laughs> so nothing ever happened. This whole story is so crazy. Like, any time there's a break or something, he's like, well, they died. <laughs> we can't do anything about it. And then the one guy who actually saw the physical evidence was like, Die. But. He just died. <laughs> so no one has been charged. Uh, Nothing has been recovered. Yeah, and pretty much in the history of all art heists, art has never been recovered. If art is stolen from a gallery or museum, there's like a 1% chance it's going to be returned. But the Isabella Gardner Museum is still holding out. They're still there, but they're empty. I don't understand um, art theft. They're like, who are you going to sell it to? Exactly, and a lot of times they don't sell it. Just like this, it's apparently hanging it? in some gangster's bedroom. Yeah. They, that's literally it. They steal this, like, high-priced art just to decorate their homes. It doesn't make any sense. And that's the story oh, of... Oh, on the deep, dark web. The Gardner okay, Museum heist of St. Patrick's Day, 1990. That was beautiful. That's nice story. It only took, what, like, five minutes. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna... Mine will also be short. Um... So mine is actually just about Ireland. Okay. Nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day. That's fine. Um, it's about the Vampire of Deary. Ooh. Oh, wait, I've heard this story. Yeah. Is it like the Jersey Devil? Kind of, I guess. Like, it's also stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of stupid folk tales. But, yeah. but it, they're great. Does it throw bad body parts at babies? No, mm. but he does demand blood. Ooh. Yes. By the way, Bram Stoker... Who um he wrote Dracula? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He went to Trinity College there in Dublin, and he wrote it there. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah. So. Oh um, my god! Yeah. Maybe he got the idea from this. <laughs> so in from the fifth century, yes, there was a chieftain known as 
Arbitat. I don't know if that's his name or mm. how do you say it. Let me see. I have no idea. Batty Bat. Batty Bat. Arbitok. Why does he sound like a Arbitok. ancient Greek demon? Because it's a fifth century. Oh, okay, They're that makes sense. I was, gonna be like, like I was like, if you speak his name, that he Wait. comes the, and no, 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 stabs no. your dick. The Romans and never made it to Ireland because it was too cold. Mm. That doesn't mean they didn't have weird ass names in the fifth century. That's true. Arbitok doesn't made it. sound. Yeah, Arbitok doesn't sound Roman. Arbitok. Arbitok. Arbitok was notorious for his vindictiveness and cruelty towards his own tribe. He was like a chieftain. Um, he had a strange deformed appearance and <laughs> rumored, a, um, he looked like Danny DeVito. It was rumored that they were caused by an evil wizard that, <laughs> that cursed This is him. probably just some poor deformed guy <laughs> living in the forest that people go and poke. They just throw rocks at him and be like, it's that man. <laughs> um, when he died, everyone was stoked in his tribe. They're like, thank God that guy sucked. They gave him like the, a good funeral, but they're like. Thank God. I hate uh-huh. that guy. He sucked. Um, however, the day after his burial, his corpse just like reappeared. Oh, God. In the village. And he demanded a bowl of fresh human blood or there would be terrible repercussions. Oh, God. Uh, his former subjects were like, fuck, what do we do? So they asked someone to murder him. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey. I don't got a bowl of blood. What if he wants another bowl of blood after we get the first bowl of blood? Uh-huh. Kill him. It's too much work. I like that he wants you to get the bowl of blood for him. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want, like, a sacrifice. He doesn't want a person. He doesn't want to have to do the work of sucking the blood. Yeah, like, just, just bring him blood or bad things will happen. He's like, can you just give me, like, a pouch of blood? Like, a squeezy pouch? <laughs> like a gogurt? A gogurt of blood, please? It's like, it's like blood sausage. <laughs> so, uh... Blood pudding. Cathane... Mm. Mm-mm-mm. was someone that was in the village he was like i'll do this i got it i'll step up i got this guys and he killed him three times <clears throat> and after each murder abatak's gruesome corpse came creeping back to the village in search of blood oh god he's like missy the head he's like give me blood <laughs> i want a ball finally uh Catherine consulted a holy christian hermit for guidance <laughs> just like this old man with a cross and he told them that they would need a wooden sword made of you. Uh, and then he had to be buried with his head downward and weighted with heavy stones. So, uh, finally... Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Paul, I want you to try and pronounce this name of this uh, famous figure in Irish folklore. Oh, God, Just try. Beyond Mac Cumhill. Finn McCool, everyone. Uh, Finn McCool. Finn that McCool. says Fionn Mac Cumhole. Finn McCool tried to fight a giant in Scotland. Finn Cumhole. Apparently, he Finn also Cumhole. is associated with Arbitazzo. Oh. I was on the Ooh. wiki page. So, um, on the final time that they killed Arbitaz, they stabbed him with a wooden sword, oh, they buried him upside, upside down, down, they put a bunch of rocks, and then they also... Um, planted like a thorn bush on top so like stab him on his way out uh-huh. um this seemed to work he was confined to his grave okay and to this day that thorn tree is still there oh, marking God. his grave and people still like don't go there at night 
They're like, fuck that. There's a uh, vampire there. We should go there at night. We should go there at night because he doesn't seem all that scary. Like, no. if he's just going to ask me for blood, but he not just, like, and threaten me, but not wandered do into town and was like, hey, give me that's some blood. That's fine. That's it's like half the customer. It's just north of Derry. Huh? It's just north. Go. We can have a nice picnic. Ooh, next to the thorn. Bush. By the way, uh-huh. on maps, it's listed as Londonderry. They don't like being called London Dairy. They're just dairy. Okay. By the way, <laughs> when um I was take because part of part part of my um internship um study abroad thing was we had to take a class on Ireland because you had to learn about it while you were there. We had to fill out like maps to like say, oh, this is this city in Ireland and blah blah blah. Everyone got marked down for just listing it as dairy instead of London Dairy, even mm. though we were correct. Everyone calls it dairy in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Bitches. But our professor was an asshole. I like that college course made you like the loud color. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> Did you, but you, you know crayons? what? Class was next door to the best gay bar in Ireland. Ooh. The George. The George. We went there. It was fun. <gasps> we did a lot of drag nights there. Mm, I was gonna say you did a lot of drugs. That too. Anyway, so this vampire seemed like he sucked. Um, I can deal with those vampires all day. Yeah, he doesn't seem scary. Yeah. Just like the Jersey Devil. I don't think the Jersey Devil is scary. No. inconvenient. Well, I mean, he was kidnapping people at least. Yeah. So the Jersey Devil, slightly more menacing than the, the Ireland vampire. vampire. Yeah. Because at least he was doing something. This one, it, he didn't even get any blood. No. They just kept killing him. He sucked. He was just like, you know, he's just like a bully. Like, when you see them later in life and you realize they're just pathetic, sad people. Yeah. But even then, at least bullies, like, punchy or pushy or something. Yeah. This guy didn't. He's all talk. He's like, just bring me blood. He's like, or else. You're like, or else what? And then it's like, if they just kept killing me, like, fight back. Yeah. What were you not fighting? Like, a cool chief or something? Well, everyone hated him, so. Yeah. Pathetic. Ireland. You're not pathetic, but, like, that vampire is. Like, to eat the fish knowledge. I believe it's a salmon. Ireland. Come here to me, Ireland. I miss you. Just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. Just... What did they told me? The purest skin. That. Apparently that means that like, you're a nice person. You're just pure skin. You're oh. just such, you're pure skin. Oh. Pure skin. Because that implies that. that anyone that's darker is, is not bad. a good person. Yes. Uh-huh. That's why they didn't like me and thought I was Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think that that was a compliment. I was like, like, you want to eat my skin? If like, you have melanin, If someone in California told me Ireland. that I had such pure skin, I would be freaked You'd out. You'd be like, ugh. Yeah, I'd be like, dude. Fuck off. Jeffrey Dahmer? Fuck off, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Oh, um, and crack. Ireland. Crack. That's the crack. Oh, yeah. It's Something's great crack. Cool. It's great crack? If mm-hmm. somebody tells you it's great crack, it's a good time. It's mm. like a fun time. Um, They don't really um say it. They've all been told this, so they mm. rolled their eyes, not your eyes. Imagine the, if they because came of the up crack to problem in Ireland. They it's had like to stop when someone it. tells you like Callie and you're like Callie. Or Hella. Ugh. And you're like, people don't say that. 
Down in SoCali. Go to go to the north. Are you back in Cali again? Ugh. Yeah. L.A. I don't refer to it as anything else. No. Los Angeles. In the in in the five six two. Five six two. The LBC. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> oh wait, that's other people's that's, pussy. Yeah, that's OPP. Yeah, OPP. You know yeah, you know me. We, so, we call it the uh, L Angeles. <laughs> be back in Santa Fe Springs. The Los Angeles, you know. Just, Angelinos. just in the in the Lizzie Izzies down <laughs> we're here. We're back in the Cantaranas. We're rocking. We're walking. Uh, talking and cocking. Walking and rolling. <laughs> down, down to, to the, the beach, beach I'm strolling. But the seagulls poke in my head. Not fun. The seagulls, mm, stop it now. <laughs> so, uh, last week's episode was the Broadway slash Paul's birthday episode. Broadway. 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 I talked about Olive Thomas, Give my the ghost regards of to the Broadway. New Amsterdam. She, um, uh, like, people legit in the history of the New Amsterdam, always they always mention Olive Thomas. Her story is real. Yeah. She is a real ghost of the She's New Amsterdam. She's a real ghost. They um, hide her if you ever visit. Nice. We should go visit. Let's go say hi to a ghost. I want to go to New York anyway and see a bunch of shows. They're just I expensive. don't necessarily want to see Aladdin, but I would like to oh, go I don't to want to see Aladdin. Amsterdam. But I just want to see well, a bunch of shows. What's, what's playing after Aladdin? Because Aladdin can't be there forever, right? It's going to be there for a while. Ah. It's mm. still making money. Disney needs them to come out with a new musical. They did, Frozen, but they moved into another theater. Well, they need to like come so out with So now on Broadway, they have Aladdin, they have Frozen, and they have Lion King still running. They oh. should do a Toy Story musical. Oh, my God. That would be weird, but yeah, they should. I mean, they already have like music in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they have to come up with something new, because Disney well, always wants to Randy win. Randy Newman would probably happily work with that, you know? Yeah. I talked about... Oh, and Steve Martin. Get Steve Martin writing there. A bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I talked about some flops. Those are all true. The musical about the Hilton twins was true. Oh, um, I'm going to look it up on YouTube. Uh, Irene Ryan did actually die during a Broadway performance That's of Pippin. So sad. So sad. She was 70. I mean, she was... Did anyone watch the uh, 90s version of the Beverly Hillbillies, the movie? No. Cloris Leachman. Played. I did. Oh, I love that movie. I that love That was Cloris one of my Leachman. favorite movies. And Dolly you know Parton makes an appearance in it. Ooh. Loris Leachman, she doesn't get enough love. No, she's, she's great. Loris Leachman is amazing. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite parts of Young Frankenstein. Yeah. And I talked about the great comment of 1812 and the scandal. It's all true. Everything's true. It's all true. We all should do an entire episode dedicated to Cloris Leachman. Um, I'm down. We should. I, I want to talk about, about her on Mark in the Middle. Okay. <laughs> I talked about... Um, Madame Curie and her ballet, and also I talked about Loving Paul, and both of those were lies. <gasps> that Madame Curie play didn't exist? It didn't exist. The Radium Girls are real, but mm-hmm. uh, I made that up. I made up the play about Madame Curie. I don't know why I thought that that would be funny, <laughs> but I, I just envisioned, like, a ballet about chemistry and, like, Madame Curie. And you I should... You should, like, write something. I thought it would be so entertaining to, like, have it have that plan. Um, put it out into the universe. This is the secret. Oh, the secret. I want a Madame Curie play. Viva la France. She wants um, a writing credit, please. Yes, please. 
Um, I would also like to be credited as um, a muse. I don't know if muses get credit. They should just say thank you. Yeah. I'm be credited as that bitch. <laughs> but that's you got to get a DNA test first. Mm. Gigi already got it. Yeah. I don't know where she is, but she's here somewhere. Um. So. And that's it. Yeah. Follow us on social media. Follow us on social media. Instagram, Tumblr. I think is this it for season two? This LinkedIn, is the last episode of season two. We will not uh, be back Friendster. until either March thirty first uh, or April first. MySpace. One of those. Ooh, yes, um, look up our Neopets username. Um, and we will be there. starting um, um, season three a new and relax because Sophie um, got a seven day a week ooh, job like a moron, on, um, like a moron. AOL Instant Messenger, um, MSN Messenger. Body the blood the Michelada. Body the blood the Michelada. Body the blood.